Well, our readings today, we have the theme of judgments, and we can see that very clearly, especially in our first reading from uh, the prophet Joel. Uh, it's very uh, dire, very sobering. Um, you know, he talks about the, the day of the Lord. And so this is the final judgment of God upon the world that he's speaking about. And in our responsorial psalm, we say the Lord will judge the world with justice. And our gospel as well, Jesus is talking about uh, God's judgment as well. In all of these, I think what we have to remember is that when God brings judgment upon the world or upon an individual, upon a nation, uh, he does it for the purpose of liberating. He does it for the purpose of liberating. So uh, we can see, um, especially in our responsorial psalm, Okay, even though it says the, the Lord will judge the world with justice, the psalmist goes on and says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will declare your wondrous deeds. I will be glad and exalt in you. So there's joy in God's liberating. God is bringing judgment for the purpose, not just to bring judgment, but he's bringing judgment for the purpose of liberating and setting free. So the famous passage is uh, Matthew 24. So in Matthew 24, it's, it's referred to as Jesus' eschatological discourse, which is a fancy word for talking about how Jesus in that chapter is speaking about the end of the world and God's judgment upon the world. And it, it doesn't look pretty. Okay, If you read Matthew 24, it looks like a lot of dire warning and, and judgment upon the world and, and bad things happening and earthquakes and all of these sorts of things. But then Jesus says, at this time when the Son of Man's coming is about to, to take place, lift your heads high, okay, because your redemption is at hand. Okay? So there's always the theme of liberation as well as judgment. In our gospel reading, we see Jesus, he, he gives us parable, okay, and, and it's basically Jesus is in a big fight with the devil, okay, and so the devil is portrayed in the parable as a strong man who's got all of these weapons, Okay, and the weapons are human souls, are human lives. And then one stronger than he, that is Jesus, comes and he strips the man, the strong man, of all his weapons and his armor, and he's thereby uh, overcome. But that weapon, that armor that that strong man had, that's us, that's the human race. And so Jesus' judgment upon the world is really a judgment upon the devil, and it's a liberation of human souls from the from the grasp of the devil. And it's important not to think, uh, if we speak about God's judgment as liberation, it's important not to think of it totally in terms of, well, there's good guys and bad guys in the world, and of course we're the good guys. You know, and God's going to come, and he's going to wipe out all the bad guys, and it's going to be happy for us. Okay, that's <laughs> a little simplistic, all right? In our hearts, we've got good guys and bad guys. And the Lord comes in our lives through different events, providential events, through our prayer, through uh, exhortation, challenge from our pastors, from our from anybody in our life. And uh, He brings judgment upon the bad guys in us, so that the good guys can be set free. All right, so that the best version of ourselves can be liberated and set free. Now, how do, how does this all tie into John the 23rd? Okay, well, let me see if I can tie this all into John the 23rd. Pope John the 23rd, very, very important pope. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's very important to recognize the trend of history in, in the modern world from, say, the 17th century or the 16th century onwards. Um, 
we see more and more, it seems, okay, at least on the surface, that Christianity is receding from public life, okay? Seems like that, okay, if you were to look over the past 500 years or so. And uh, the, the kind of apex of that recession took place really, I think, probably under um, Pius X, who was the early 20th century pope, and he was literally in prison, okay? So it was after the Italian Revolution, and uh, the Italian revolutionaries took over all Italy. They took all the papal lands. Um, they took, basically, and they put the, the Pope in jail. And he was basically in prison for like 30, 40 years or whatever until Mussolini made a, made a pact with the, with the Vatican and then gave the Pope the Vatican City State so that they would have this independent state. Very, very important to have that independent state. And the Pope is the secular ruler, but just of a small, you know, territory. And then the rest of Italy is 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 given to the uh, you know basically to the, the revolutionaries. Um, so it kind of looked sort of dire, you know, under Pius X. It looked like the church had been, especially you know, the French Revolution was terrible for the church. The French Revolution was terrible. Tens of thousands of clergy and religious were killed. Uh, I don't think that's an exaggeration. At least thousands of religious and clergy were killed. Uh, many Catholics were persecuted and, uh, you know, some, some bad things took place. And then it was really in the 19th century was the age of revolutions. And the big thing that they were doing was, we're going to set up an autonomous secular state and we're taking the church and we're going to push it away. It's got nothing to do with public life. We want it out of here. Okay? Go into your little sewing circle and, and, you know, do your religious stuff, but don't bring it into our public sphere. You know, that was the kind of the mentality in the 19th century. And again, culminating with the Pope in prison. So it looked kind of bad. It looked kind of bad. And many Catholics in the early 20th century were thinking, well, you know, the end of the world is close. Judgment day. Okay, is close. Everything's looking really, really bad. But you know, that was a, that was an, uh, an inaccurate judgment. It was an inaccurate judgment. We've got a lot of work to do. The world is not going to come to an end until all the nations are thoroughly evangelized. We have got a lot of work to do. We could be around for another thousand or two thousand years. It's really important to know that. And I think the insight of, of Saint uh, Pope John the Twenty Third was precisely that. Okay, and so there were people that were saying to him, "Look at all the spread of communism, which and was bad." Look at all the spread of you know Freemasonry and all of these sorts of things, and and he, he recharacterized them as prophets of doom and gloom. And he says, no, the end is not yet. Let's oh, let's open up the windows and let the Holy Spirit breathe some new life into the church and give her a new lease on life for another thousand years, for another two thousand years. Okay, so we've got a lot of work to do. We hear popes speaking about what's called the new evangelization which is an, uh, a very important concept. And what it means is you've got Europe and America and all these areas of the world and Western civilization that have already received Christianity and they've kind of gotten tired of it. All right? It's kind of a post, semi-post-Christian culture. And the new evangelization is an evangelization of the people who have already received the gospel and have gotten kind of tired of it. All right? It's very, very important. We need to... Uh, place all our resources and all our efforts and all our energy into how do we present the gospel to a world that's already received it and thinks they know it but doesn't. We need to present it new, afresh, okay, to enliven Western civilization, but yet also there's, there's new territory that we have yet to evangelize. Okay, if you look 
all of Asia and India. I mean, Christianity is there, but not in a significant fashion. Look at Japan. I mean, I don't know how many Catholics can you count. You could probably count them if you wanted to in Japan. There's probably a thousand Catholics. I don't know that for sure, but there's not a lot of Catholics in Japan. Okay. So the point is, is we've got lots of work to do. The end is not yet. We need to have an optimistic, forward-looking, um, you know, mentality. And uh, it was really the insight of John the Twenty-Third, uh, who 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 had that. It was the Holy Spirit that inspired him. And then, so he began the Second Vatican Council, and, which is really, I think, in hindsight, if you, a thousand years from now, we're going to look back, we're going to see that the Second Vatican Council was a real hinge council. It was very important. It was the twenty-first ecumenical council. I mean, there's twenty councils before it, so it wasn't the first council, and it's not the only one. It's a very important one. It's sort of a turning point in history, and I think that's going to become clear as history goes on. And so John the twenty-third, he began it. Paul the sixth. Uh, ended it, brought it to its close. And then, who do we got? Who's the Pope after that? John Paul, right? The first. And why John Paul the first chose that name, it's the only Pope in history who's got two names. <laughs> and he chose both of those names because he was inspired by John the 23rd and Paul the sixth. So his point is, I'm carrying on the work that they began. And then, of course, we got St. John Paul the second, who, who then continues on the work. And, and Benedict as well, and then Francis as well, too, carrying on that work. So my brothers and sisters, uh, God will judge the world, but not quite yet. Remember, when God brings judgment, he does it to liberate. And uh, our redemption is near whenever God's judgment is near. Um, and this is our message, is that God is a God who liberates and he brings freedom uh, from sin first and foremost, and he unlocks the human person so that the human person's potentialities as it's made in the image of God can be can be set free so that we can become truly holy, so that we become men and women as God intended us to be. And that's our message that we need to bring to the whole world, and uh, we've got a lot of work to do. So let's pray and let's work to that end.